listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day, it's Maroon here. Footy talk with Wado and Woodsy today. We're going to look at the big predictions. Who the guys think will be the winners and the losers in 2024? Yes, right, Maroon. I'll give you a little update on how Luke Brooks is going at Manly at the moment. We're going to chat about Bulldogs, their massive recruitment drive, and how we see all those pieces trying to fit together. G'day, it's Footy Talk here with Maroon, Wado and Woodsy. Today we are continuing our fearless footy predictions with Wado and Woodsy. Wado, how's retirement treating you? Outstanding, mate. Plenty of time with the um, with the two sons of mine, keeping me busy and trying to get on that golf course as much as I can. So mm. it's been really enjoyable, but, you know, like everyone, I'm starting to miss the footy and it's good to be back here, you know, making some fearless predictions about our top eight and, and the ladder because the footy season has come around quick. It's, it's good to have it close by. Woodsy, I went to Lugano to have a coffee with you and I saw your lovely wife, Sarah. Yes. Getting the steps in and she was just about to have the new baby the new Mac baby, yep. and everything's going fine. Everything's going mighty fine actually at the moment. It's a busy household, but look, honestly, lucky I've got her because mm. she's a machine at home. You saw her walking that day. Yeah. She's yeah. like the Terminator. Mm. Yeah, no, she was looked very determined. Yes. I said, have a go at this lady. She yeah, well, very- the funny thing was when I did – um. Catch up with her after you left. She goes, I've seen this ugly-looking bloke stare at me when I was walking past. <laughs> yeah, he, what's he leering she at? She goes, he had white hair. And I was like, oh, that's maroon. Don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar, mate. A flat-out liar. All right, let's start with my bunnies. I don't want to weigh in on how I think teams will go. but well, can, we, can, you know, can you give us your thoughts? Because yeah, you I'll give were... you my thoughts on the bunnies. I give them no chance. Really? They got. See, this is what I love about yeah. you. You try to just, you know, give them nothing. So when they do succeed, yeah. you're like, oh. No, I, I never talk them down. But Rabbitohs got too many on their day players, which I, I just don't like that expression. There's a few blokes in that roster on big dollars that really need to pull their socks up. Who are they? And I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. But obviously, I'm not talking about some of the great Rabbitohs like. Cameron Murray. Well, why don't you fill us in? Because you sound like you're quite passionate about this. I am very passionate about this bloke. I think there's one particular bloke. Who's that? Who lets the team down. Joy Arrow. And I'm not going to say who, but I think he plays good at origin level and I think he's played. We'll talk to the footy, eh? Come on, let's uh, go. You know, I just don't think, I think we've got too many on their day players. I think from my point of view, I, I think the, the most under pressure team in the competition heading into this season. And I think it's not, I don't think it's just the players. I think it's the coach and I think it's the actual, the footy manager and, and those making decisions behind the team as well, because um, for a few things, you know, going back a couple of seasons, because I, I look at their, their window and I, I feel like they've been in a premiership window for the last three or four years. Mm. Right. They let Adam Reynolds go. We've, we've, We've already talked about the Broncos and his effect at the Broncos, what he's done with that team. So that's a decision, you know, I feel like in hindsight wasn't the right one. So it's a big decision and they need to be made. But sometimes if it doesn't go your way, there are repercussions. So there's a little bit of pressure there on that. And we saw the fallout with Sam Burgess too. Yep. So that's a, a club legend that was moved on because of the um, what went on behind the scenes with him. So there's another decision that the club made. And then you know you move on to the coach and the and the and the playing roster. We know what 
what the playing roster is on paper. It's one of the best in the competition. There's no doubt about that. And they showed it with the way they played midway through last year. They were coming first. And they knocked off, I think they knocked off Penrith yeah, and, and Broncos back to back. You know, and I remember sitting here going, they've got to be premiership favourites. Yep. Like the way they were playing. Um, and then they had a few little issues with, you know, injuries, particularly in their forwards. The troll was missing for so long. And they end up missing the finals, which had never been done before from that position. They were the first team to go from first to missing the finals in that um, yep. period of time. So there's no doubt they need to answer some questions. And I just don't see when the pressure comes off because they need to start the season well, so there's no pressure at the start. But even if they start the season well, they're coming first halfway through, well, then they need to follow through with it to the end of the year because of what happened last year. So it's a big year for South. Um, there's going to be pressure throughout the whole season. Um, and there's a lot of questions to be answered there. I do think, you know, Jackie Whiten comes into the, to the squad, you add such a quality player, but then, you know, it adds yeah, more questions because... Know, I don't like to talk about him. All right, well, you know, he's just on his house. He's a big, big name player. He's their main marquee. But they're already talking about Origin. He's retired from Origin. Yeah. Like, is his focus going to be rep footy or is it going to be South Sydney? Yeah, and you know what it does? It adds, you know, it adds some more best selection headaches, right? Because you start to centre... Young Ilias doesn't fire at the start of the year. Do you do you start going, well, let's give him a go at six? Have they got push, the young Dean Hawkins push as well? Cody to seven. Have they got Dean Hawkins as a young yeah, and then, half? You know, the young center that he's come in, he was outstanding last year. You know, yep. you're not going to move Campbell Graham either. So it, sometimes putting all the good players into the jigsaw doesn't always help. Like, there's no doubt about his ability. He's one of my favorite players in competition, mm. Jack. But just that adds, you know, selection options, which if they're not playing well at the start of the year, you know, you start chopping and changing yep. the side to try and find that spark. In the long run, I don't know whether that worked. And the only way to solve it is to win. Yep. But unfortunately for them, because of what happened last year, winning until midway through the season is not going to get it done. They need not to win the whole season through. Well, that's my biggest thing. How do they overcome what happened last year? And to lose someone at South Sydney like Sam Burgess, who's you know, one of the famous names out of South Sydney, and the way he just got up and left. So there's obviously a bit of bad blood there. Something's happened. So like well, from what- I, I would question his timing of doing that as well. Would you? Oh, I think so. I mean, he only had to stay for two or three weeks. Why didn't he just stay? I mean, why did they all, that all have to blow up two or three well, weeks before? I feel before? like if something like that happens, it's because it gets to a point where it's untenable. Like, so you might walk in a room and then two blocks, they're just not going to get along. Yeah. So okay, and fair then, enough. And at that stage, you've got to put the team and the club first before any relationship really. Like what does the team need? More than anything, and the club need mm. like that's you got to put the club before any individual, at all times, and obviously that's a decision that was made. Like, and then you know only time will tell whether you know, that was the right decision. And the biggest thing about that is, so Jason Demetrio, he's taken, he's gone with these players, so he's thinking these players done the right thing. I've got to, you know, Sammy's probably got to move on. It's his side, and as I said, I think that you know it's not just the players that are going to come under scrutiny at South Sydney; it's the coach. Every decision he makes this year is going to be watched heavily. Because they're such a huge organisation, the NRL, and they're, they're like what I said, they've been at the top for the last four years. Mm. They've been the prelim or grand final. Um, the players they've got in their side, you know, Cody Walker, Cameron Murray, Latrell Mitchell, you just expect them to be there every time of the year. And last year, I think it was round 12, they just knocked off Penrith. I think it was it at Penrith or, or was one yeah, of them? That was it. Was it Homebush. Home and everyone's going, geez, they're the side to be beat. Yeah. It's their yeah. comp to lose. And then not to, to not even make the top eight. The disappointment that, that that whole organization must feel, you, you've just got to expect them to come out firing, but is it going to be too much pressure on them before the ball's even kicked? Well, I want to ask you both a straight-out question. Given the, the way we saw both grand final halfbacks yep. last year, 
can Lachlan Ilias deliver South a premiership? I think he can with, oh, yeah. with, with Cody Walker outside him. And then you've yep. got the likes of, of, of Jack White and Latrell Mitchell. But it's keeping them all on the field at once. You know, there's so much pressure on that young Ilias kid at the moment. He's, what, th- three years into his yeah. first grade career. Yeah. The hardest thing for him is the person that he had to replace. It's, mm. it's Adam Reynolds. And yeah. a lot of the question marks at the time was why are they letting Adam Reynolds go? Obviously, Adam wanted the long-term we deal. See, yeah, but it seems crazy. You know, it does. Like the other thing is, well, <laughs> we, weren't, but we weren't to know that Adam Reynolds was going to have such good results at Brisbane and turn that whole club around from wooden spoon. Yeah, but you know what? We thought it was oh, going to happen. I'd argue against I'd say you know exactly what you're going to get from Adam Reynolds. Well, that's but purely with his kicking game, but that, we he puts you in position. When I was at Canola, we were trying to get him there, yeah, remember? Yeah, 100%. So well, that's, that's when he came on the argue. market, we couldn't believe it. And I think a lot of the media outlets at the time were like, oh, what are South Sydney doing? Is it local juniors, heart and soul? And I think for – I th- like, I honestly think with him there that they could have possibly had a premiership. I probably you know, had a couple. Like, you look at the last four years, right? They played in against Penrith, and it was the intercept late in the game that they, you know, mm. really sealed the deal. He for played Penrith. that game, yeah. He yeah, played he like did, I yeah. know, but if you'd have kept that squad together, but that, that, that uh, the other thing is the money wise, can they keep all those other players? Latrell went from you know more yeah. money, like not not well, level, I, know you, but he, he, I know you can't keep everyone, yeah, right? and you can't, and decisions have to be made, and those decisions were made, which is why I, I say if they don't fire this year, well, everyone's got to be looked at, even that's including the footy manager, oh, 100%. GM, the GM of footy, the whole organization. The organisation is the most one of the most resourced organisations in the competition. Like the amount of resources they have at their disposal, they should be heavyweights every year. And to to not make the eight from being being first midway through the season is halfway. Yeah, you know, oh, in yeah. any organisation, is just unacceptable. Where do you have them? I have them at six. Hey, so do six I. Six on the ladder. I've got them. You, six you don't as have well. to copy him. I've got them written down, mate. You Look, don't have to copy get that him. In here. Huh? You'd have been one of those kids. Where do you have them? Tenth. You'd have been one of those kids when you went a kid when you went home. Your mother would say, "Oh, if Wade Graham jumped off the Harbour Bridge, would <laughs> yeah, you have him jumped off the Harbour Bridge?" Mum used to always say that. Don't copy him, mate. All right. <laughs> well, ask me. He the question played three hundred games for one club. Ask me the You've question. played for he every played bloody two, club. Knucklehead. Yeah, but he, you <laughs> played for every club in the NRL. You've already stuffed up, you mate. Were, you played for yourself, mate. He played for two. You only haven't played for two. You played for every other club. Oh, it's good to be back, boys. It's good to be back. Uh, it's good to see Maroon's just taking, you know, you know, his little meeting with Charlie at the end of the year, mate. mate come to come prepared you to this. Get, you still you, haven't you, prepared. You and Chicka White, our producer, get together. Do you think Matt Maroon is a stupid old bastard? It's <laughs> we, time we, to get rid we, of him. We don't think we so know. We put him on mid dawns. Huh? Um, now your cl- your Wendell. club, hey, manliest. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Manly's still your club, isn't it? Well, yeah, it was last so. week, yeah. Uh, according, yeah, I was um, there yesterday. 12th last season. Now, Woodsy, you've got a, a long-standing relationship with Luke Brooks. Yep. There's a lot of pressure on him. How's he settling in? He's been really good. You know, there's obviously at the Tigers, when they win, you know, the, the team played well. When they lose, Luke Brooks plays terrible. It, it's basically that was what it was like the last couple of years. There. He's on $1 million. The price tag was just getting hammered. Mate, he's coming really good, honestly. I, I remember talking to him in the offseason because he, he got married. So we were up the Hunter for his wedding. And he just told me, like, you know, he'd been training. Like, not that he wasn't training hard at Tigers in the offseason, but he's just come because he comes to a new club. You want to have a good first impression. So he's lost a couple of kilos. Not that he had to lean up, but he's, like, moving really well. We didn't get Cherry Evans back till January because of the rep footy. So he didn't get to work on a combo pre-Christmas. But what he was doing 
was outstanding and he was really helping our young halves there too. And then since January, he's just been flying. You know, it was a time where he said to see mate. Maybe he should just put these blokes back in the garage, you know, him and Tommy Turbo, because mm. you don't want to peak in this time of year. So the the biggest thing for us is we've been lucky enough to have him on the field and, and get that combination. He's, he's injury-free. He's got a new lease on life. Uh, and like I said, since Cherry's come back, you know, when we defend against them as middles, it's just so hard because – you're told a lot of the time you want to put a lot of pressure from the inside. You don't know. And Brooksy, he can step off his left. You know, Cherry's such an unpredictable player. It's easy to get combination training, but once you get the time in the games, I think they're both going to really enjoy playing with each other. Mm. And then you throw in Tommy Turbo, like mm. I said. He's going really well at the moment. So just touch wood, we can yeah. keep him on the field. The biggest thing for us, I reckon, it's our spine. So we've got Croker. He's coming off an off-season Very surgery. Very undervalued. Very, oh, mate. What, but see, the thing with Croker, right, all you need him to do is make his tackles and then find the right person that needs the ball because with those three he's blokes – He's tough too. He's defensive oh, in the middle. He'll ask you. Yeah, he's, he's tough. He's a good – and he's a good bloke. Like Plays he's, 80 he's minutes every week. Great leader around the middle, but he knows when to go to which forward to hit. You know, if Tommy comes – because Tommy, he's an off-the-cuff player. If he sees something, he wants to take it. But there's opportunities sometimes where Tommy – you know, we don't need him in there and he'll just cut Tommy out and not find him. And, and that's – that's his underrated value at the club in Croker. Like he knows the right time to go to the right people. He counts short sides. He knows where, you know, four men are. So we need to keep our spine on and, and that's the biggest job for Manly. If we can keep Cherry, Brooksy, Turbo and Croker, oh, I think it will be a good year for Manly. Yeah, Look, I see him right in a really good spot, Manly. I think, you know, talking about Croker, he's one of those guys that probably around the leagues, well, opposition Fans and commentators in the game, he probably doesn't get the respect that he deserves. But, you know, in those four walls, I'm sure all the Manly team respect and, and value what he does for the team uh, week in, week out. And, and I, like I said, I see him in a good spot. I see Luke Brooks probably having the best year he's had in, in a long time because we'll see him run a lot more. He won't have the pressure of steering the team, all right? He, he'll be DC's foil. And that's his best attribute is his running game. 100%. And just he adds left foot to their, um, yes. to their kicking game, which is you put that on the back of – Cherry Evans, Keaton game. Luke Brooks got a left foot. Croker had a hooker. You know, that's 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 very dynamic to have as a team. And then Tommy, like, let's hope that Tommy stays healthy for mm. the whole year because they really do need him. He's when he's fit and fine, he's, you know, the best player in the row, in my opinion. So I think they're in a good spot. Question mark on Schuster, uh, how that combination forms with Brooks there on the left. Well, there's really good competition because you've got Travoy, Ben Travoyevich, yep. Hamoli Olakwatu. There's some good back rowers. So mm. The training sessions have been enormous. It's good. Mm. I, I have him in the eight for me. I have him at, at eighth. You know, it's hard to sort of – that bottom half of the eight, they really interchange from five to eight for me. But I have him at eight, and I think they're in a really good spot. Just with the temperament of their halves, you know, the, the, the personnel around them. You add Jake Travojevic, Tommy Travojevic, Ben Travojevic. Yep. And, you know, if you can get Twister firing, I think they've got a really, you know, really good chance this year, mainly. So you've got them? I've got them at eight. And I've got them at four. Okay, you got your team at four. And just uh, listening to you as I do, Woodsy, so you went to Brooksy's wedding, Mitch Moses's wedding. Yep. Was that the only weddings? That was it, yeah. And you Rest went – Oh, wedding. no, sorry. I went to one in, Scott Sorensen, Bali. In, so you went to – let's just add these up. You went to Luke Brooks, Mitch Moses, Scott Sorensen. You went to three weddings. You went to Vegas yep. on a promotional trip. I don't want you to respond to this. All this – while your wife was having a baby. Don't have to say anything. Well, can I just, <laughs> say, have to can say, I just say, like, I love your wife, but yeah. life does go on too. Well, I mean, I don't know, mate. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just – Well, they reckon – you know what they reckon? They reckon you did a luncheon instead of going to the birth of your kid. 
<laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, that's not true. Um, there wasn't one. There wasn't one on offer. No. Um, but mate, I don't have. You go to weddings and trips away while your wife's having a baby. That's not how I'd do it. But that's up to you. Predictions with Wado and Woodsy. We've done Manly. We've done South. Desi Hasler goes to the Gold Coast Titans. This one probably caught everybody a little bit by surprise. There was no rumour to it. It just happened. We know that Desi's probably been to five grand finals as a coach. He will have an impact there, Woodsy, but does he have the roster? Oh, look, it's it's a – it was a – firstly, with Des, it was a huge surprise. I did not see this one coming. Mm. I don't know if you used to, but – that was out of the blue, especially how quiet they kept it. Um, you know, you heard that Holbrook did get the punt, but then, honestly, I, if you had to gave me 10 coaches, I wouldn't have said there's Hasler. Well, that's a good start. That, it's that's a great a good start. start. That's what you want from no, your club. There's no secrets. No leaks. There's no secrets in Open League, right? Everything sort of gets out, but that one caught everyone yeah. by, mm. by surprise. That Des stuff, because Holbrook was already – he's already let go, right? Yeah, he was and done. Then there was a couple of weeks of speculation – and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Des Hasler signed. So that means it's been negotiated between Des and yep. and the Titans. And the fact that there was no leaks, it shows a solidarity. That's a good start. And, and I think the biggest thing that what Des will take up there, he's all about defence. And then over the last couple, probably the whole time that Titans have been in the competition, they've always been a side similar to the Tigers. Like they've got flair, they can score points, but it's been consistent with your D. Yeah. Can they do mm. that? And Des is, you know, he's a hard ass. Like I was speaking to a lot of the boys at Manly and some of those video sessions, some of the boys go, I couldn't dig a hole dig in, uh, deep enough to to get it, to, to bury myself with the way Des got into me. But they, the one thing that Des does, he teaches them how to play football. So they knew what was right and wrong, you know, and, and they're the things that Des – They won't like, be short on the video session. That's exactly. Sure. Like, you know, there's some – you know, you can tell the work ethic of some, you know, Clubs and that, like, I remember it was Sharks. Like, the players basically run that because we had a lot of senior boys, whereas they didn't have too many senior players up there. Obviously, the likes of Kieran Foran have worked underneath theirs. They know what he's all about. For me, he could either bring the best out in David Fafita or David Fafita could leave the club. That's how I see it as. I, he made, I reckon he made huge steps for David Fafita last year. He just like, tore his peck yeah, as well. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but pecs, you, you know, you can come back from that. Mm. Like, And I, th I feel like Desi, with his experience, um, across like handling players, you know, he, I reckon he'll manage David Fafita well. And, and I feel like before he got injured, he he made some big strides, David, last year. And, oh, I and was, Tino is the best middle in the competition, right, in far. my opinion. Like, well, you know, the one, I, I, the one decision that Des has got to make up there, how he's going to play Jaden Campbell and and Will. I know, I've heard that Will Brimson's going to play center. AJ, but, oh, sorry, <laughs> this is his brother. AJ's going to play center. How's it going to go if it doesn't work out at centre? I think I think it's a great move. Like when Campbell was playing, he's just got a set of skills. Oh, you have to pick and, him. And AJ Brimson, he's dynamite runner yep. as well. But it was trying to fit them both into the team. And I think you need to play Jaden at fullback. Yep. He's got that that footy knack where he just he pops up in the right time at the right place, and he is a game breaker. Yep. And I think you need to have those guys in your team. And I, and I think AJ can make a. You know, a real fist of centre. There's no doubt offensively he's going to be okay, you know, mm -hmm. whatever side of the field they oh, put him 100%. on. He's a fullback, so he can run and step. He's a, he's a, he can break tackles. It's just going to be his defensive capabilities, how how quickly he learns the system. Um, defending a centre can be a quite lonely spot yep. sometimes. It's, it's one of the hardest positions to defend with all that space. But if he can handle the defensive workload, I think that's the best way and the best fit because – they have tried AJ at 5'8", mm -hmm. and he, again, he got the hands on the ball, but then you lose – he's not a great kicker of the ball, yep. so you lose that part of the, the game. But you know, for me, for them to have success, 
Campbell's got to be there at fullback, and AJ's got to be, you know, he's got to make a fist to that center. Yeah. Where you got him? I have the Titans at 13. Woodsy? I've got him at 14th. Okay. Uh, this is Wade Owen Woodsy, just taking a look at where they think the teams will finish in the 2024 season. On Footy Talk, we're back for 2024. We're still going to have a look at a couple of teams, so don't go away. Dolphins, who had a great first season, and what happens with the doggies? It's all coming up on Footy Talk. <laughs> yeah, Footy Talk. Wado and Woodsy's fearless predictions. It's Maroon here. We haven't had a look at uh, the NRL's newest side, the Dolphins. Their debut season was standout. All things considered, they did have some injuries, but... Look, they really came out firing. I wonder, though, wait, I'll fucking start with you. All the hype of being a new club and Wayne Bennett and such a traditional club as they are in Brisbane, the Dolphins, all the hype around their NRL debut. Is there a chance this year they go back a few steps? Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, last year, you know, they started so well and really caught everyone by surprise. But even when they did start to falter, um, I, I think everyone still viewed the season as a win because of all the fanfare and the interest that was in um, that, that that new club brought to the brought to the NRL. You know the supporter base that they instantly had, the rivalry with the Broncos, that other faction of rivalry in Queensland. It sort of re energized not just Brisbane, but the whole NRL. So although their footy did fall away at the back end of the year and they weren't able to maintain that um that level, their their spot on the ladder. You sort of gave it a bit of grace and you and you gave it a tick as a successful season. But I feel like now, second year in, you know, more focus is going to be on the on the footy and, and how they play and how the results go their way. Like the, the the supporter base is there. You know, the first year is done. Now it's about, you know, trying to improve as a team and really getting the results. So, is, this, is this Wayne's last year of coaching there or did he have three? No, I think this is his last this year last unless year. he goes again. Yep. And they have the – the wolf, wolf, yep. wolf coming yeah. in, who by all reports is an outstanding yeah, coach. Mate. So, yeah, again, for me, a lot relies on you know the the young halves. You know, they had the hammer at the back, who was exceptional last year. Talk about game breakers. Talk about, yeah. but what about like the, the Cowboys? They still had him on contract and yeah. let him go early. Jeez. Yeah, like he was he was brilliant last yeah. year. One of those players who you just know when the the ball hits the grounds, he's a chance of running, you know, eighty meters and scoring. But young Katoa yep. certainly. You know, he, he did well in his first year of first grade with all the pressure on that new um, new franchise. But, you know, the week-in, week-out rigours of, um, you know, on, on a teenager did take its toll on him at the end of the year. I have no doubt he was playing busted towards the back end of the year. Nick Arima came in and played. The experienced forwards, you know, did a great job. You know, the Bromish brothers, Felice Kafusi, but they really lost their punch with, when Gilbert got injured. Like, he was a young dynamic, aggressive forward that you you need in this competition. And he got hurt just after Origin in the Origin game. game yeah. One, yeah. And he was going it was going gangbusters. And then, you know, it's not necessarily you know what you're going to get from the experienced guys week in, week out. They're going to give their, you know, six and seven out of ten games, be yeah. solid defensively, get their meters, you know, not make many mistakes. But it's the young, unpredictable guys who can pull off a big hit or, you know, make a big uh, barnstorming run to create momentum. That's what you really lean on 
um, throughout the year, and they, they missed that with him. He's so like a young bull, isn't he? He, he? he was. He was a young I, enforcer. I remember watching him score a try. He scored up like he won a comp, like just got blokes the energy around yeah, him. Yeah, he was, he was a young enforcer, so there was a bit of hole when he left, and they've just re-signed him for yeah. a long-term deal, so he's a big part of their future. Um, but, yeah, again, around their halves, you know, you need your halves and your spine to play well throughout the whole year. You, they started well, but – the season took a toll on on Katoa, Nikarim, and, yeah. and Jeremy Marshall King towards the back end of the year, but they'll be better for the run, you know, and hopefully they can put a good season together. What about when you thought you scored a try for uh, Manly? Uh, you physically wet your <laughs> pants. I did. And uh, I was watching Fox, <laughs> and Dan Ganate said, "Don't tell me it's uh, Aaron Woods." Appreciate it, Dan. But the the Dolphins, though, Woodsy, a memorable season, and in particular. I think we called that game on Triple M where the Titans were beating them 26-0 and they came back and knocked them off. They had some big wins, the Dolphins. They did, mate. And I think we used to have a little running joke here when you were like, oh, when's the bubble going to burst? I think they won the first three or four in a row. Yeah. Um, I reckon a lot of that, like like Wado said, Thomas Gilbert, he was outstanding he for was him so early good. on. Up until that Origin 1 when he did his shoulder, geez, they lost so much. And then Kafusi was outstanding, but then he sort of got a little bit carried away with yeah. trying to be that enforcer tag. Yeah. And I think they played one game against Melbourne, his old club, and he just got two wound up. He ended up getting 10 the bin and got four weeks suspension from a shoulder charge. If they can sort of keep those blokes on and wait on hitting out, their, their middle forwards, like their senior players, you know what you're going to get from them every week. They play so consistent, Jesse Bromwich, you know, Kenny Bromwich. But by the back end of the season, because their depth in those spine areas, the halves, they just look like they played probably four or five games too many. And they looked a bit tired, looked a bit worn down. They just looked a bit beat up. Yeah, they did. Jerry Marshall King, he was sort of in and out. He missed the last couple of rounds with the AC. For quite a long time. He said Katoa, then Milford was sort of starting on the bench, then then finishing the game off. Whereas those boys are going to be better for it. You know, the more footy you play, the more hardened you become. I like the buys that they've brought. You know, Thomas Flegler, he's going to really help that middle, uh, especially Thomas Gilbert. Yep. Uh, he's an enforcer. He an enforcer you know, too. we spoke about it with our preview with Brisbane. I think they're going to miss him. But then, geez, Redcliffe are going to love him. And then Herbie Farnworth, I, I think he's one of the best centers, if not the best center in the competition. Uh, and then throw him on the other side with Jake Avarillo. Mm. Like they've got some real decent strike yeah. weapons at, at yeah. Redcliffe now. And, you know, I, I know that Avarillo is probably – you know, a bit quieter from the dogs, but I think you put him in a, in a side like this with a couple of senior boys around to get the best out of him. I think, you know, under Wayne Bennett, I think he's going to play the best footy we've seen from Navarilla, and I was really surprised the Bulldogs let him go. Mm. I'm a big fan of Jake. Fellas, do you, like, like obviously last year being their first season, yep. now they've had a season, an off-season. So where that, that obviously, from a team point of view, that gives them a different mindset, does it, Woodsy? Yeah, definitely. Especially the year before, it was a World Cup year. So a lot of players were staggered their starts. Some would come back first day. Others didn't come back till, you know, a month, you know, yeah. probably after Christmas. So now they've pretty much got the opportunity. A lot of them are going to be coming back, I think, bar what, the hammer. You know, Thomas Gilbert was fully fit. Uh, I'm probably, sorry, Flegler and Farmworth. But, you know, they've been training the house down from what you've heard because they want to get to the club. But I think it's, It'll be better for them. You know, the season under the belt, you know, there's not so much, like, well, so much talk about them going into last year. How are they going to handle it? A lot of people like, will they win a couple of games? Um, where are they going to finish? They're going to definitely get the spoon that a lot of people predicted. But they come out and show us, and this year, they've just sort of flown on the radar. Yeah. You know, the only thing that's, that you hear from up there is that it's Wayne Bennett's last year. What's he going to do? And it's not really talking about the Dolphins. Is he going to coach international level? So um, I think they'll fly under the radar a bit. And I think... You know, I haven't got them in my eight, but I reckon they're going to knock off a few sides. And they're a side that you can't, you know, take lightly. Where have you got them? 
I've got the Dolphins at 13th. And Waiter? I've actually got them lower than that. I've got them at 16. Mm. And I just, it's, for me, the worry is the depth in their halves. Mm. Like, they certainly have pieces to the puzzle, but, you know, consistency, you know, in control and game plan, game management, kicking, it's just it's so important when you're deep in the trenches in an NRL, NRL season, you know, you need your spine, fire, and, and getting your team around the park. And for me, they're just a little bit, not I wouldn't say inexperienced, but just they just need some more time. So... Um, yeah, I got them at 16. Now, boys, we might need to spend a little bit more time on this one, the doggies. Now, before we get to their gains, you'd have to think surely they're going to be better. Kickow doesn't get injured. Reed Marnie is better. And then you get to who they've signed. Steve Crichton, Josh Curran, obviously, Kurt Mann, Jamin Salmon. Like a lot of these players, Drew Hutchinson, they come from good systems, don't they, Wade? They come from winning cultures, surely that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. There's a lot more. We need another page for all these signings. Yeah. There's Bronson Cherry, Jake Turfin, Connor Tracy. Drew Hutchinson. Drew Hutchinson. So, you know, they got a quite a new, um, a big turnover. And you wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say turnover in general, a lot of turnover is great because you need cohesion and you need to combinate, like build combinations. That combinations and cohesion on, on a footy field would have to be one of the most important factors in the success of a team because, you know, it is a team game. You need to know what everyone's sort of doing. And the more games you get to, together, the easier it is that when you're out there under, under pressure. But it's necessary. New is going to be a bit of a, a building process under Cam Serraldo. And for me, it's just about how all the players fit because obviously Connor Tracy, Bronson Cherry, Stephen Crichton. seven utilities. They all play Drew yeah. Hutchinson. They're all you know, multi-position, Kurt Mann, Jamin Salmon, they're all multi-position players. So how Cameron Serraldo puts the pieces together, I love Stephen Crichton. Gun. You know, Penrith are going to feel his loss. He's, you know, the way he talks and gets around the field, defends, attacks, his understanding of the game is probably, we all know he's an individually great centre, but what he brings to a team and, and, and his teammates probably flies under the radar a bit. Josh Curran, I think will be outstanding. How all those pieces fit into a team and a consistent team with a, you know, a 17 you can pick every week to go out there and get the results done are yet to be seen. I, I still have them out of my eight this year. I feel like it's another building year for the dogs. And I feel like they're going to put some big pieces in in, in place so that after this season, they'll be in a position where they can really launch and, and move up to the top tier of the NRL. Uh, I was reading recently, as you would have, Woodsy, yep. too, that there's no one in that squad now yeah, that so was in the yeah, 2021 crazy. squad. It? Yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkable the turnover players. Um, <laughs> look, I know they've got a lot of players, you know, we just spoke about it before, I think they've got a lot of utilities. You know, I remember when Stephen Crichton first signed, there was talk that he was going to play fullback. Now they've got Taff and Connor Tracer who want to play fullback. But for me, the biggest point with the Bulldogs, they've got no, like, who's their middle? The big boys up front. Mm. You look at the good sides, you know, Leota, Fisher-Harris, Hargraves, you know, Lindsay Collins. The, the the big sides have big middles. I think that's the area that they need to focus on. I know they tried hard to get Fanua Blake. You know, they tried to get Lodge last year uh, when he was off contract. They tried to get Siwa Takiaho from uh, France, France yeah. but didn't pass the medical. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know, they've brought well. Don't get me wrong. They've brought players, you know, Stephen Crichton, a three-time premiership winner, knows how to get the job done. But you've got to go forward and, and you've got to be able to stop sides in your middle. That's the that's the, the big key of the NRL. And that's probably the only area that the, the, the Bulldogs lack at the moment. You know, with that massive turnover – and you say, you know, there's no players there since 
three years ago. Well, yep. sort of at the point now. Well, there's there's no more there's no more really excuses. They need to be, it's, you know, they don't need to make the A, but they need to be definitely improvement in some of their, their the last couple of seasons because everyone there now has been recruited by either Gus or Cameron, right? Well, so I was about to say. So we spoke about South Sydney that, you know, it's not just the players. I think this is like, is it? Serato or Gus, like th- this is a big year for them because what this is Ciro's second or second, third, year, yeah, second, second year. year. You know, they said it's going to take time, but they've got a whole new list from 21. Like they've brought in all the – so all the players that have been brought in now are Ciro's – it's his team. Yeah. So there's no like, oh, no, we're still building, you know, we have blokes on contract. No, you've moved everyone on. So the, every player that you've got in your top 30 now is, is some – you've brought him in. So if there's not a – I think Change. there has to be an improvement. There has to, but I don't. Ha- I don't see. It. I've got them as fifteenth. Righto. I, I have them at twelve. You know, I think they're going to cause some problems for some teams on their day. Like, like you said, Kickout stays injury free. You know, him he, him alone can you know create a point of attack that can really threaten any team on yep. their day if he has a day out. Um, you know, Stephen Crichton, Reed Marnie, another year. Their halves and their middles are the question. But I think they will make improvements, but I still have them at 12. I think the steps they make this year will really put them in a in a spot for, for the following season to, to be a serious threat. Love to see them going good again. But you got them at 12th uh, and you 12. got them at 15th. 15th. Yep. Okay. Thank you, fellas. That's uh, great work by you both. It's been good being back with you, it's mate. It's been great to see you again, Woodsy, for <laughs> the first funny, 10 actually, minutes. It's funny, actually, like when you're at home now, just to start thinking and having to do some homework. Now that I've been mm. unemployed for so long, yeah. I've just got into the habit of not doing anything at all. So Just do what Maroon does. Just rock up and wing it. <laughs> yeah, I hate no. the off-season. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't get an earn. <laughs> well, mate, it's not all about money, mate. It's not all about Christine. My Miss Portugal's out working. She's out doing her best. Anyway, uh, good to see you, Woodsy. Good to see you, brother. Lido. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Footy talk. That's it for today.